Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for October 23rd, 2022. Please join in our call to worship. Then I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, says the Lord. Send down the fire of your justice. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Send down the rain of your love. Your old shall dream dreams, and your young shall see visions. Send down your spirit, breathe life into your people. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and we shall be people of God. Thank you.
Let us pray. Lord, we pray we will turn away from the calls of worldly success, turn away from the desire to have what everyone else has, and turn away from greed and the race for power. May we seek forgiveness. May we seek healing. May we seek wholeness. May our hearts be renewed in this time of worship. Amen. Christ, we do. God of the weak and the wounded, grant us your forgiveness. We have been heedless in our thoughts, cruel in our words, shameful in our actions. We are indifferent to a world made sad by want and wastefulness. We pass by on the other side when we see our neighbor in need. We wander from the way that leads to peace in paths of our own pleasing. God of the weak and the wounded, grant us your forgiveness. Amen. Our scripture is Joel 2, 23-32. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the later rain as before. The threshing floors shall be full of grain. The vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, which I sent against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I, the Lord, am your God, and there is no other." and my people shall never again be put to shame. Then, afterward, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves in those days I will pour out my Spirit." I will show portents in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. 
Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be those who escape, as the Lord has said, and among the survivors shall be those whom the Lord calls. What is a prophet? Most Old Testament scholars point out that the ancient prophets were as much truth-sayers as they were soothsayers. The function of a prophet is not so much to gaze into a crystal ball and make predictions of the future as it is to tell the truth about the present. Sure, most prophets had a vision of the future, but first they interpreted the events of the present. Joel begins by looking at the past. Hear this, O elders, give ear, all inhabitants of the land. Has such a thing happened in your days or in the days of your ancestors? Tell your children of it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. What the cutting locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. What the swarming locust left, the hopping locust has eaten. What the hopping locust left, the destroying locust has eaten. Nowhere in recorded history, Joel says, has such a thing happened before. Never before has such a swarm of locusts laid waste to Judah, cutting off their livelihood. It is such an astounding occurrence that generation after generation the stories will be passed down. This natural disaster is one that must never be forgotten. Of course, there are biblical scholars who would tell us that Joel is not talking about a real swarm of locusts here. No, they say, Joel is talking about an invading army, using locusts as a metaphor. These biblical scholars, I suppose, are city people. They do not have the agricultural background to realize that a swarm of locusts could be as devastating to an area as an invading army. Or they were not raised on the stories of the pioneers or the trials of the dirty thirties the way I was. The worst swarm of the 19th century was the so-called Albert's Swarm of 1874. This was the swarm that wiped out the Ingalls family of the little house books. A Nebraska meteorologist named Albert Child tracked the insects for 10 days that June. He estimated that the swarm appeared to be 110 miles wide, 1,800 miles long, and a quarter to a half mile in depth. They covered 198,000 square miles, an area equal to the states of Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Vermont combined. The cloud consisted of some 3.5 trillion insects. The swarms swept from Saskatchewan to Texas, devouring everything in their path. The grasshoppers savored the sweat-stained handles of farm implements, chewed the wool off sheep, ate the leaves off trees. 
they consumed roughly a quarter of the country. Starvation threatened the settlers, their plight largely ignored by state and federal governments. Suffering was widespread, and some entire families starved to death. Marty's dad used to tell of the hoppers in the 1930s. They ate fence posts and hoe handles and chewed the clothes right off the line. My mom remembers the nasty grasshoppers who spit tobacco juice onto their school dresses. Maybe some of the rest of you had elders who spoke of such things. So yes, I believe Joel is talking about real locusts. So Joel calls on his people to repent, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land to the house of the Lord your God, and cry out to the Lord. Joel 1.14 Joel speaks of these locusts as a judgment on the terrible day of the Lord. Truly, the day of the Lord is great, terrible indeed. Who can endure it? Joel 2.11b Yet, even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Joel 2, 12 and 13. And then Joel sees the future. The threshing floor shall be full of grain. The vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I sent against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never again be put to shame. Joel 2, 24-26 Through it all, Joel points out, God has never left God's people. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I, the Lord, am your God, and there is no other, and my people shall never again be put to shame. Then afterwards I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves in those days, I will pour out my spirit. The time will come, says Joel, when God's spirit will be poured out on everyone, regardless of gender, social class, or age. All flesh will experience this outpouring of God's spirit. What does this ancient prophecy have to do with us today? I believe Joel's message still rings true for us now as it did then. 
we do not so much believe that grasshopper plagues are God's punishment for sin, but people's greed and callous disregard for justice result in suffering, just as they did in Joel's day. Human greed results in misuse of God's creation, with the result that few have far too much and many face starvation. The scourge of war, the plague of racism, the idolatry of materialism, the scandal of sexual exploitation, and the abuse of technology are constantly in front of our eyes, and if we do not push back, they worm their ways into our hearts. Human sin still carries a consequence. Now as then, Joel issues a clear call. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Now as then, Joel issues a promise. Then afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Let us pray. O God, let us see with clear eyes our own need for repentance. Let us turn to you with our whole hearts and usher in that day when your Spirit is poured out on all flesh. Amen.
Receive the benediction. May we look for the signs of God's Spirit as it is poured out upon all flesh. May we dream dreams, may we see visions, and may we prophesy in Jesus' name. Amen.